one. <laughs> that was your fault. Five, four, three, two, one, go. What, what, however I do that countdown. It's already, it's, oh, it's all fucked it's up. It's already fucked. We've already fucked it. Um, <laughs> welcome back to the TMCJ podcast. We are on episode 66. Um, <coughs> we're three episodes away from the epic 69 episode. Mm. I, I, I held off mentioning it for four weeks, Blue. I had to say it there. Yes. Anyway, uh, so I, I had a story to tell, and I had a story to tell based on a story you told me. So, for mm. the podcast, when you get into the segments, um, why don't, why don't you, you tell the story, and then I will I will continue on from there. This is an experience that you and Alicia had going out to eat. Okay. Have I heard your story, by the way, already or not? You have not heard this one before. Okay, right. So, uh, the other day, uh, me and and Vampy were out, we were going to a breakfast place, which happens, it's an, uh, a cafe, which happens to have the word Boston in the title of it. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's pretty late in the year now, so it's pretty chilly out, and it was the morning. So we got there, and we were like, ah, crap, there's quite a few people here, there's, a queue had started to form. Anyway, we finally got there, we... The, the people were like, hey, um, please, you're going to have to take a seat outside because we haven't got enough room. We're like, all right, fine. Uh, and they told us, don't worry, your food will be at about 20 minutes. Uh, just use your phone because, like, every eating place you go to at all these days, you now have to order over the phone. Hmm. Not here, so we... by the way. This, I'm assuming no? it's a UK thing. Oh, yeah. okay. No, no, we still have waitstaff here. You guys don't here. use, like... You, you guys don't use um, contactless, really, do you? Uh, no, I, I just, this past year, got my first contactless card. Yeah, Everyone's had contactless for years in England. Oh, I, I, I know. <laughs> it was there in 2017. I was like, what the fuck is this witchcraft? Because <laughs> yeah. in the US, like, not, not a thing. Anyway. So anyway, we finally got onto the... First of all, it's one of these ones... They don't have their own site. You have to... Yeah, well, they kind of do and they kind of don't. You have to get the fucking um, QR code reader up on your phone, then scan the thing on the table, then order what you want. Anyway, I don't yeah. like it. Um, Pain in the ass so, all yes, around. We ordered, and then, like, ten minutes later, our drinks came out. And I got, foolishly, I got a, a salted caramel milkshake. It was delicious, but it was also cold. And we were sitting outside... A in cold morning. Yeah, in late October. Yeah, it was, it was a bit windy. Um, anyway, yeah, so we're waiting for our food. Uh, Vampy is waiting for her bus. Uh, and she's like, right, it's fine. I've got, like, 50 minutes, right? 50 minutes before the bus arrives. It's plenty of time, right? Almost prolific. Wrong. <laughs> 40 minutes later, still fucking nothing. And... Vampy goes over and to, up to the, the, the bar staff, whatever. Yeah. And it's not a bar, but the staff. She's like, um, is our, our food kind of coming? Bearing in mind, she had ordered an Eggs Benedict. That's basically, I mean, it, it's egg on toast. I, yeah, I can cook that in like 10 minutes. Yeah. And I ordered a cheese toasty. Again, something that can be cooked in minutes. Yes. Um... And, yeah, so they, the staff's like, oh, we're really sorry, it'll be a little bit longer. 
just have to keep waiting. <laughs> we're like, okay, we're British, right? So we are painfully polite, so we will sit there and we will wait. But we will be judging you. <laughs> <laughs> While you wait. Internally. Heavily. Um, and so 20 more minutes pass, and then the food arrives. So it's an hour late. The bus has already been and gone. Um, and they're like, oh, we'll also get you, you know, because you've waited so long, we'll, we'll get you another drink. What I hate about it most was when he came over to the table. And this is going to sound really fucking petty and shit, but he crouched down, like, next to the table. Like I he was talking to a fucking kid. I fucking like, hate when wait staff does this. It's like, hey, yeah, we, we know that we've been a dick, but but can you play nice with the restaurant for us, please? Yeah. And, um, yeah, they're like, do, you know, um, free drink on the house, what do you want? And because it's all, like, electronic, there's no menus, we couldn't look at any of the drinks, we were just like... You're already in a well, fucking hurry. Same. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so I got incredibly, like, so much fucking sugar and dairy in me while I was outside and freezing fucking cold. The food arrives and my cheese toasty is cheeseless. It's 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 got it's got fucking it's got all it's that toast. Stuff in it. You can literally make it in three minutes by yourself in a toaster. It's got like chili in it. It's got red onion. It's got some other stuff. It's 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 not bad, but it's not a cheese toasty because it's missing the cheese. And yeah, so all the dairy was... went into your drink. We were very disappointed by Boston that day. And and uh, this this was the, the reason that I, I wanted him to tell the whole story. Because Blue, like, mentioned this earlier. And his comment was, like, you know, I'm disappointed. Like, I mentioned, first day I've gone into the office this year. And I came back, like, talking about going in and out of Boston. And Blue was saying, sarcastically, somewhat jokingly, yeah, I was disappointed in Boston recently. And he was talking about that. And I was like, that is not an authentic Boston experience, because somebody would have kicked over a fucking table if that, if that had happened there. And the reason I had him go through that whole story is because... So, when I used to commute into Boston on the regular, and I used to take the train in, I'd come into, mm. like, you know, North Station, big train station in, you know, northern Boston that connected to all of the different subway lines and stuff throughout the city. I once had a... I once saw a guy complain about his order being late before he ordered it what <laughs> let me explain that he was complaining about it being late he was prepping for it being late he complained about being late before he'd even placed the order so in in north station there's a dunkin donuts in the middle of the station where all the trains come in and stuff like that yeah so went over there and he was gonna order like just an egg sandwich right Goes up there, and, like, I, I was waiting in line, too, because I hadn't had breakfast that morning, so I was also grabbing breakfast at this at this Dunkin' Donuts in the middle. Not the yeah. healthiest thing, but, you know, quick and easy, and I can eat it on the way to the office. Um, <laughs> he went up, and his his exact quote, and I'm not going to quote this right, because this was, like, two and a half years ago. So I, 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 I <laughs> like, I only yeah, remembered yeah. it because you were telling this story. He said something he's like, hey, are the chicken's in yet? Because before I order this sandwich, I want to make sure it's going to come out in time. <laughs> <laughs> he, 
Okay, it wasn't a complaint. It was a. It uh... was, are the chickens in yet? I want to make sure my sandwich is going to come out in time. That was what he said before he placed the order. I and it think was... that's reasonable. <laughs> like, if you get. You're at a train station, right? Yeah. So you're, you're obviously on a time limit. Exactly. So he's saying, yeah, okay, I get that. I get that. I, I get it. It, it was, was a very. <laughs> but it was just. <laughs> Just, I loved that comment. Are the chickens in yet? Because I want to make sure I'm going to get my sandwich on time. That sounds like some weird euphemism that someone's trying to... But it, but it was like, it, but it was such a, like that, but it was, it, it really did show the juxtaposition between like the UK and, and the US. Like in the US, or in the UK, it was like everyone was very polite, you know, even if something goes wrong, you guys aren't saying anything too much. Like... It took you 40 minutes to go up and ask them what the fuck was going on. Except the elderly. Oh, yeah. The elderly will complain. Well, they, they you know, they're, they're on the clock. Yeah, well, <laughs> even more so. Um, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not hating on everyone elderly, but like, God, my... Bless her, my, my grand could complain for England. Uh, <laughs> the number of times. I used to work at a, a supermarket... And, like, every week, um, I'd, I'd be at home and I'd be, they've done something wrong again with the bread. <laughs> I mean, to be the fair. The labeling wasn't correct or something, and I'm like, yeah, alright, alright. To be to be fair, my, my mother is just, you know, she's moved into her 70s now, and um, mm. I, I learned sarcasm from her. And it was like learning from, like, a Zen master. Just... <laughs> I, I I like to think that I learned from one of the best, but no, it just uh, like I that that would have even even I like I'm normally very very patient with restaurants. I can see when things are going wrong, but like mm. if it's been like five minutes and I'm waiting for like somebody to take my order or for somebody to take my drink order or something like that, I'd be like, hey, and like <laughs> just you got to be in it. And some countries that's the way to do it. Like in Japan, actually, you have to shout. Like you're yeah. expected to shout. Yeah, there's. I, I feel like I'm slowly getting to that point already, though. Um, particularly where it comes to, and this is gonna sound bad until I explain myself. Where it comes to tipping, mm. I am a avid tipper. I definitely tip people yeah. whenever I have a meal. That's not like you know fast food or something. <laughs> you tip. Yeah. Um, what I don't like is that places have started automatically adding a tip on to the bill before they give it to you. That's very interesting coming from the UK because my understanding was that wasn't really a thing over there. That often, at least. Yeah, no. There's a place that we love to go, me and Alicia. And yeah, it's like um, a really nice meal and I've really enjoyed it. But every time I get the bill I'm like it just, it feels like a kick in the shins seeing like 12.5% added which, on extra. Which is, it, again, tiny compared to, like, in the US. Well, yeah, normally I'd tip 20%, but, like, yeah. the fact that it's, you know, I mean, if... Th th there has been times when I've been like, I, I don't really want to give it to... There was... was it depends Italian... on the location, yeah. Like, it, once it becomes automatic, then it, it takes away... The whole point of the tip is, like, somebody's encouraged to provide you good service and you mm. if you have received good service 
are obligated then to pay them for you know the fact that you have been served well. Yeah, there, there was um, a, a time I was at an Italian's, and uh, it was really kind of a fancy place. Mm. Uh, delicious food, but whatever. So when we got there, it was raining, and yeah. for a start, we had to wait wait for two minutes outside in the rain because of covid rules and stuff like we couldn't even stand inside while they're wiping down the table so i was a little bit peeved when i went in then they took our drinks order i said i'll have you know captain morgan's rum yeah and alicia was like oh i'll have something and there was a bit of a mix around with alicia's drink right she i i can't remember yeah i think she was trying there to was there was it some was. kind of a mix-up doesn't yeah. matter what it was but there was some kind of a mix-up and they come out with our drinks and they've brought the right drink for Alicia, but they brought me a beer. <laughs> <laughs> like, he looked at me, he was watching me, he heard me say rum, he wrote something down, and he came back with a beer. <laughs> <laughs> that, like, that's not, it's not like a mixed drink order, it was just... <laughs> I don't know, anyway, so like, that, that's, sounds like that's... that where I'm like, oh, I just... That's like me going to a, like a, a bar and like, yeah, yeah, I'll, uh, you know, have a glass of bourbon, neat. And they mm. come back with a glass of wine. Like, they're both sweet, but yeah. um, <laughs> you did good, son, but not good enough. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong bottle. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, anyway, yeah, I feel like I'd, an absolute asshole now for for spouting off against all these people. Well, I'd like but, to say, but no, no, I think that it, it really does. A good restaurant is defined by the fact that the staff actually give a fuck. Like, honest mm. mistakes every now and again happen. Like, everyone is going to, like, have an off day and they're going to forget something. They're going to screw up an order. They're going to do something wrong. But <laughs> some, sometimes it's like, what? But at least own up to it. I don't shout at the person. Yeah. I just want to have the choice of saying, okay, you didn't really, you haven't really earned a tip. There, like not gonna lie, <laughs> there 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 have been times where like um the the pub that I go to across the street from me that I really really like um yeah. like they their 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 big thing is their specialty pizza and they have rotating taps for beers, um so I've ordered a pizza before, like I've ordered like a buffalo chicken pizza and they've given me a mm. barbecue chicken pizza, mm. and but I know the bartender so like when they brought it out and um like I've actually had the bartender come out with it and go like. Oh, this is what you ordered. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? I but I but I like both pizzas, so I was like but I was like, you know what? It's fine. It's I like right, this pizza, yeah. I'll pay for it. I'm good with this one. But at least they in that circumstance they offered to go like it was my mistake and, and whatnot. Mm. But I was like, you know, I like both pizzas, I'll have this one. And I'm still gonna pay for it. But it's perfectly reasonable for the customer to go, you gave me the wrong thing. Either give me the right thing or, you know, I don't I'm have to pay for pay this. for the food. Sometimes, the I, yeah, it, it depends on how bad the order is. Like, if I ordered a pizza and they gave me a Caesar salad, then I'm not going <laughs> to yeah, fucking pay for it. I was just th thinking that. <laughs> yeah, so it depends on the circumstance. But I don't know. I, I don't know. We, we, we stayed on this, this topic longer than I wanted to. But I think this is... <laughs> I don't know. This is this is, is something this a vegan chicken. <laughs> we, 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 we've been. Um, I feel like lately on the podcast we've been focusing on like more broad topics, and this is just something I wanted to talk about because it's just 
Hmm. It's down to earth. It's something that everyone goes through. Like you Relatable. go out to restaurants and well, yeah, exactly. Oh God. When was the last time you went out to um, have fast food? Fast food. Oh God. Yeah. Um, Cause I was um I was in the car with Alicia's mum the other day and we were talking about fast food, and I was like, man, I probably haven't had fast food in like I don't four or five years. <laughs> I, I usually, like, fast food usually fucks with my stomach, so... Because I don't have it that often. I mean, it's, yeah, it fucks with everyone's stomach because it's made of crap. <laughs> yeah, I think the last time I had fast food was probably about a month ago when I had Burger King. Um, oh, okay. Like, I, I, I wanted something for dinner, I didn't have stuff in the fridge, I hadn't done grocery shopping, I didn't feel like going out for food. So, mm. on my way home... Uh, from somewhere, I, I stopped and I got like you know a fry and like some some chicken, yeah, and that was it. Um, it's pretty good. I, I like Burger King. They're they're generally yeah. they're generally pretty good. Burger King, I would say, is one of the more likely ones. The, the ones that I enjoy more, but at the same time, I think it's probably the most expensive one. Um, at least over here, it is. Uh, they yeah. give really fucking good chips. And I mean the burger they're called Burger King. They're meant to have good burgers. Yeah. Um Wendy's I wouldn't is... go to KFC really anymore because KFC shit <laughs> chips and honestly, it's a fifty fifty dice roll whether you're gonna have diarrhea that night. There there's Just um like... I feel like oh. a lot a lot of my fast food opinions have been shaped by my hometown because we had mm. every variety of fast food there at one point. Yeah. We had a Burger King, but it went away. Like, it got sold and turned into a pizza place, and the nearest Burger King was, like, a town away. So it became, like, a treat if we ever went there when I was a kid. We yeah. had a McDonald's, and it was it was okay. It was pretty... It was, it's, it's McDonald's. Um, yeah. We had a Taco Bell slash KFC, and the, manag the Taco Bell. and the manager got shanked before the restaurant even opened. Jesus. Apparently, the manager had, like, some grudge going on and one of the people doing the tiling work broke a tile and shanked her wow i i have no idea what but so whenever i think of kfc or taco bell now i think of shankings so it, it's still Jesus. good food but, but I, I think <laughs> is this a bit of is this a bit of pottery in my chicken <laughs> yeah just the calling card yeah, they, uh, we we never had like uh, a Wendy's in my town, but I, I do like Wendy's too. Mm. Um, but, oh, but I think fast food, like anything, any kind of indulgence, it's something that's best like you have it every now and again because otherwise it's gonna fuck you up. Do you call? Would you call Subway a fast food place? Um, sort of. It's they're kind of on the they're, border. Isn't they're it? on the upper border. Yeah. The thing is, like, their bread has a lot of sugar in it, so. In the, in the U.S., their bread is actually considered a pastry. But it's not going to give you the shits. No, no. I actually, I, I had a summer job working at a Subway. It, like, the food is pretty good because we could have, like, you know, meals there. You have to really pay attention to, like, dep it depends on what you're getting on your food. Like, if you, you can make a really healthy, lean sandwich at Subway, or you can mm. make, like, you know, a diabetic's nightmare. Yeah. It's, it's really up to you, depending on what you put on the sandwich. I really do have more faith in it though than like any other fast food because I mean you could first so, of all you can see the person putting it together and, and, and second of all well and the other thing not really much in there that can like there's no yeah. super greasy shit. Have having worked there, I can attest to the fact that they do prepare all the vegetables fresh every day. 
like so okay. we we actually had to chop all the vegetables in the morning in prep time before the store opened and then put them all out mm. like that was the the longest a vegetable would be like in a in a tray to be used was two days so if we chopped one and there was some leftovers for like peppers and stuff like that we'd throw it in the freezer and it would you know it might come out the yeah. next day but any longer than that we'd throw it out and chop a new one and we were always yep. chopping fresh vegetables every day so it they do have they're, they're at the upper echelon of fast food but i would still kind of consider them on the border yeah um that's uh so whenever whenever me and Alicia go out for a like a meal these days the way we judge how good a place is is yeah. by their nachos <laughs> nachos really okay yes nachos tell you a lot about a place in my opinion and the nachos had... at the pub that i oh. go to the the pizza place they're middle of the line like they're the cheese the chips they're chili and you can add any toppings you want to them but mm. they're they're basically middle of the road they're they're normally like a pizza and beer place but it's we... kind of it's 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 like you can it, it can range from a little bar snack that you have with your beer, like you're saying. Yeah. To a full fucking meal. Yeah. And basically the price is pretty much always the same, because it's not like a full meal, but it's, it's yeah, I don't know. So, the latest one we had, it was the most bamboozling nacho pile we've ever had. <laughs> I can't wait to hear this. For a start, okay, so there's a place called um, Giraffe. I don't know if you have it in America. No, we don't. Or at least okay, not. So, at least not in Massachusetts. Not that I've seen. It's not super common, um, but it is a chain. And we got two side dishes because this is before we were going into cinema. And we got uh, barbecued corn ribs. Okay. Now we thought that was going to be some kind of, you know, ribs, barbecue ribs. Yeah. No, it's. Uh, corn on the cob in the shape of ribs, which was a bit of a fucking cheat, in my opinion. It yeah. wasn't bad, don't get me wrong. It but, had like some, but it it smacks of false advertising. Yeah, a little bit. I, I wouldn't pay the amount of money for it again that I had. No. Anyway, and then the but then the nachos came out right, uh, same price as these little fucking pieces of crap, and it was like a fucking mountain. So immediately high points, right? Yeah. It had, it was covered in like salsa and cheese. Uh, sorry, and nachos no. made sense. The weirdo ribs didn't. Salsa, cheese sauce, and I'll come back to that in a minute. Uh, okay. And like chili stuff and sour cream and a bunch of other things. It looked delicious. It started out very well. We started eating it, and yeah. then I realized, hang on a second, this isn't actually proper salsa. Right, this is not. And, and there's a very small amount. Second of all, no jalapenos. You cannot have nachos without jalapenos. I agree with this, but opinion. some people can't handle the spice. Then don't eat nachos. <laughs> Again, the sour cream, it was all on top. There was, like, after the first layer, you didn't get so much. The, there was a bit more spice on the actual nachos themselves. There was, like, the dusting. Like, okay, that's pretty good, but personally, I don't know. I prefer to have like a chili sauce on there that you can so you can judge it yourself. Yeah, the cheese sauce was fucking delicious for the first two bites, but then the cheese sauce has gone through 
every single layer of the nachos. And this is like cheap fucking American cheese sauce. Oh, so actually, you know what? It's by the because of FDA mandate, it actually can't be labeled cheese in the U.S. It's called cheese product. Right. It's, it's, I mean, it might have been called that in the menu. I can't remember. I'm, I'm just saying. No, no, it probably it probably wasn't. They they'll usually just say cheese on the menu but, because it's. But the actual packaging, they call it cheese product. It tasted. It tasted exactly like, and people from England will understand this: the cheese you get in the Dairy Lee Dunkers. Yeah, like that is the cheese that it was, and it was on. All of the nachos under the top third. And that was the only thing on all of them. So it was delicious for the first third. And then it sucked ass for two thirds more. Very bad. We gave it like a four out of ten. It encourages you to eat fast. <laughs> Ugh. Well, no, not that. It's just the sheer amount of sauce they put on it literally drowned the but like you couldn't pick up the fucking nacho without getting yeah. your fucking hand wet with dairy cheese crap. I'm watching you giraffe. <laughs> the drinks were good though. The alcohol was very good. And it helped me get through the nachos. I, I feel like there's there's restaurants where you can go good with um the drinks and then you Yeah, maybe the food isn't so hot. Mm. There Alright, so <laughs> we're Sorry, that was quite a long ramble. It, it, it really, it really was, and I did have another topic to talk about, but I honestly think I may save it for later, just because we're we're already like near the end of the segment. So I think maybe let's t- you know tell more restaurant stories because we, we we went on with so long with this, I didn't think we were going to go this far. Yeah. Well. Okay. Right. I've got plenty of nacho fucking. Stories. All right. Hold on. You you just told a nacho story. Let let me let me go with another story. I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell a travel story as it relates okay. to restaurants. Um, so when I was in, um, when I was in Japan, this was before the lockdown, like literally a month before the lockdown started. Yeah. Um, I was in this, Japan always fascinated me with the way that they did this shit. Like they had, they have so little space. So everything is always stacked on top of each other. So like Mm. a block or two away from my hotel, I was kind of getting lost in Shibuya. I ended up. At this ramen that bar. That's the greatest city name, by the way. Shibuya? It's, it's, it's something it, you it, shout at the end of a it, game. Exactly, when it's something like, Shibuya! Shibuya! <laughs> yeah, it does, it does. Um, so I ended up at this this ramen bar, and literally, mm. it took never up... never had ramen. It took up a corner of a building. It was Sorry. tiny. And mm. so, like, I walked in there, and it was this tiny, like, cluttered-in space, you know, and it was really hot inside because the steam from the, the cooking was heating the restaurant yeah. because it was so small. The, like, the bottom... Wait, was it a restaurant or was it, like, a little ramen cafe it, thing? It's hard to draw the definition from what I saw in these inner Tokyo-like type places. Right. Um, there were restaurants. I've been to... I went to, like, big, bigger restaurants while I was there, but this was, like... You walk in, and there were three stools on the bottom floor, and then a tiny little staircase that went up, and there were probably, like, six stools on the second floor because there was no kitchen. And then there was a third floor above that that probably had maybe another six stools. So So the entire restaurant could maybe seat 16 people total. It was three floors. Yeah. 
That's really and it was it was bags. literally just <laughs> tucked into the corner of a building, so it was very tiny. <laughs> but I went in there and they had a little tablet screen, mm. and um, you punch some buttons on there. You choose your language, um, and you you do whatever on there. You order your ramen, you order your drink, and then in like uh, and then in you two seconds like somebody comes around the corner plops a bowl in front of you puts a drink in front of you and then walks away that was it like they didn't say a fucking word to you and it was it was again this tiny little cramped in area i fucking loved it because it was just like i pushed a button and i was like immediately like beer ramen tiny little cramped it was the middle of winter too this was february keep in mind yeah and so like i had just come out from the cold I get a hot steaming bowl of ramen with like meat and noodles and veggies and a and a, like a tall glass of like I think it was Sapporo, you know, the beer. And it was it was perfect. Like it wasn't an elaborate meal, but I just I I feel like a lot of restaurants it was a tiny amount of when I when I talked to our um our our head of um quality in Japan cuz he was the, mm. like I was I was out there doing an audit with him. And um, he was telling me, like, you know, the Japanese, like, this is, it's obvious when you think about it, but he was really explaining it in personal terms that, like, they they only have so much space. Like, they have these islands, and the islands are already small. But on top of that, the islands are mostly mountains. So they have to do, like, so much with so little space. So this place was literally like a nook that was three stories tall that they'd turned into a restaurant and it was awesome. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like, I mean, ramen is kind of the soul food of Japan. It, yeah, yeah. It's Um, like, it's, you know, it's, it's the pasta with the meat and the veggies and it's warms you up when it's cold. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I really fucking want to try some ramen because obviously, yeah, I I love noodles. I love spicy shit. Like, <laughs> I've never actually had ramen there. Getting yeah. some, like, authentic ramen. Like, you really gotta get for the good... Mm. If you ever get over here, there's a there's an authentic, like, ramen place a block away from me. I'll have to take you I there. I mean, Japan is just a nerd's heaven, though, isn't it? I went to Akibahara, and honestly, it was awkward, even for me. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's the place with the... That's the mm. hyper-nerdy place. There was a fifth... No, a five-story building... That had a weedy shit. That had a giant anime girl pasted on the side of it, and I'm like, I have gone to a place that even I do not want to be in. Yeah, <laughs> like I like anime, I like nerdy shit. This is too much for me. Like I'm yeah. out in the middle of a fucking city. Every store I walked in had, you know, figurines and anime and video games everywhere. I was like, this is a bit too much for me. So I oh, went dear. back to I went back to Tokyo proper. <laughs> I see. Um, yeah, no, I'd fucking love to see that shit. I think that'd be amazing. Maybe I'd, I'd probably cringe just as hard as you. I mean, you're fucking American, and you're cringing, so it's like, how bad would I be? <laughs> I, I think it, <laughs> you say that. It depends on, on like which uh, which segment of America you come from, how, how tolerant you are for cringe, and for what You talk cringe. to random people in a bar, alright? I do, yeah, that's, yeah. That's more than I can handle. To be fair, that's that's true. I'll, I'll just talk to anyone. Mm. I actually had a really good conversation with a guy that didn't speak a word of English in in, um, in Japan. I went to a sushi bar in the hotel. 
And, like, I was eating there, I was trying different, like, they had, like, really nice sakes, and so I was trying, like, samples of different ones. Mm. And this this guy and I had, like, a great conversation. We only said, like, eight words to each other. He barely spoke, like, five words of English, and I barely spoke, like, five words of Japanese. Yeah. But it was just, it was enough to go, the the body language and the, the conversation was enough to just, like, hold a... That's one of the things I used to love about traveling was just meeting up with random people and talking to them about random shit. I mean, do they have like apps these days that allow you to just like talk into a you could a phone but... and then it automatically translates? One of the things that I find so like I I know three languages and I mm. have a smattering of a couple more. And one of the things that I've learned learning other languages is that a direct translation is always wrong. Like, if you right. do a direct translation, you're always, you know, gonna fuck things up, because... It's always gonna be a bit wrong, but it's not gonna be violent. People will, violent. will generally understand you, but... Yeah. The context is so much more important. Like, I actually... Some of the best conversations I've had in other countries where people don't speak the same language as me is when I'm doing, like, a weird hybrid of English and the native language... But I'm yeah. doing it in a way that feet like that meets the uh, what's the word like the context of the environment. Yeah, I don't know. Like, what? Well, like I, I, the story I was like telling is when I was down in the Dominican, um, uh, visiting a friend of mine who was down there on a like a a, a thing for school. Um, mm. I went out to a, a casino that was attached to the hotel, and um, there were <laughs> all these old Dominican ladies, and like we were all like it's playing blackjack together. In the casinos, isn't it? It was, it was, it was, yeah, it was a bunch of little old Dominican ladies, and they all started winning when I sat down at the table. And of course, oh, they, yeah, so yeah. Th- that made them very friendly. They were just like, "Oh no, he has to stay here. Get him more drinks. Like he's here. We're winning now." And um, but I had conversations with them in like in mixed like. Spanish for the most part, but then I would interject English when I, I didn't know the right word. But but knowing like how Latin American Spanish works, I was much... No, knowing the local dialect was a lot more important than knowing the language like in its entirety, if that yeah. makes sense. And that's how you got to sugar, mummy. <laughs> I did not bang any of, the, <laughs> any of the old Dominican ladies at the pub. I didn't say you fucked them. You said that. <laughs> You I'm said that. Get off your chest, Kaiser. No, sugar. That doesn't mean you bang them necessarily. Does it not? I I assumed that the, I assumed sex was always implied in the sugar daddy, <laughs> sugar mommy kind of uh, dynamic. I've mm. no I've no, <laughs> no context because I've never been either. But well, I mean, no. But I don't know. Anyway, we we went uh, on in this for a lot longer. I actually had a very serious topic to talk about in this first segment. We never got to it. Um, but maybe we'll maybe get to we'll it get next week. To it in segment two. Yeah, I had a lot of fun talking about this stuff, though. Um, yeah. Anyway. Konnichiwa! This... <laughs> Konnichiwa, bitches! <laughs> um, alright, we're gonna, we're gonna call this, uh, there. So, this is gonna be the end of segment one of the Team CJ podcast. Thank you all for listening, and you'll hear us again momentarily for segment two.
Welcome back to the Team CJ Podcast. We are on segment two, our media segment. And this week we had a movie picked up, but we did not actually watch one this week. So look Although forward to I did. Well, yeah, you did. But he doesn't <laughs> want to spoil it for me, so we're not going to be talking about that one. Um, look forward to next week, though, because uh, apparently you guys, uh, the, the next, uh, Alicia's pick is Phantom of the Opera, right? Yes, very oh, yeah. excited. A movie I've never seen, and I've never seen the play of it either, so uh, it's a classic that I've always wanted to watch, but I have never read. I've not read, I've not watched, I've not seen the play. I'm completely uncultured when it comes to this particular item. You <laughs> look like such a fucking plumber when you do that face. So rude. I'll have you done. No, it's because you got the, you got the fucking five o'clock shadow on the chin. Blue, by the way, has shaved his beard until and, and just uh-huh. left the mustache, but he's still got the the shadow on the chin. So when he pulls back, <laughs> you can't be no, 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 no sophistication, none whatsoever. <laughs> anyway, uh, me on the other hand, I have been watching. Well, rewatching a few things this week. Uh, particularly, uh, I, I, you know, got it in my head to rewatch the series The Expanse, a series that we we talked about uh, last year and really got into. Um, you got into. Well, I got into. I watched... loved the first season of it, or the first two. I can't remember, and then it just got dull. As... Well, I, I mentioned this. the The fourth season kind of shit the bed, and then the fifth season brought it back a bit. Um, but the final, the sixth and final season is coming out this December, so it actually makes sense to, uh, re-watch it now. Although that wasn't the reason I decided to. Um, the reason I think that it might be good to talk about it again during this segment, though, is because another series that I've seen the whole thing of, that I also really love, another sci-fi series, uh, is Farscape. This series came out in the late 90s, I want to say. Um, and I feel like it's a, it's a really good series to put up against The Expanse. Because The Expanse is hyper-realistic, right? In the way they... Pers- no, it is. It really is. Like, think about all the space battles, the way they handle physics, the way that they, they handle the way human bodies, like, deal with high-G maneuvers and things like that. They, they introduce aliens, but... Like, the aliens, <laughs> the aliens, in theory, aliens are out there, right? Sorry, no, no one listening, really, I've, I've been pulling faces. That he's, he's, not just he's, I'm reacting to his faces. Yeah. But they, uh, like, but in terms of the way that humans interact, particularly in the first and second season, when you're dealing with human beings and how they deal with the physics and g-forces and living in space and all that that's hyper realistic it's more realistic than pretty much any other sci-fi series i've ever seen um that being said the one thing that uh farscape is the exact opposite they they the the sci-fi is very very soft but the character development i feel like is a lot more realistic than in um in the expanse that being said, like, the reason I'm saying that is because in The Expanse, like, when the characters all get together, there's some mild conflict, but they sort of all kind of mesh together and get along pretty early early on. In Farscape, it's the opposite. This guy gets shot away from Earth into a wormhole, and then he ends up in the far side of the universe, and there's all these aliens that are basically humanoid, 
and they all have these spaceships and stuff like that, and they don't really care about, like, hard physics or anything. So the science goes out the window, but all of these different alien species, they all mistrust each other. They're always constantly trying to betray each other, and they're... It takes them, like, three seasons before any of them start to really trust each other. And even then, there are qualms. Mm. So... When we talk about aliens, we're talking about, like, Zerg, or we're talking about, like, Protoss that can get along. Yes, we're talking about Protoss. Okay. We're not talking about, like... There there are aliens that are as ravenous and kind of alien to human beings as them, but most species in the Farscape universe... Are much more along the lines of it's more Mass Effectish. Yeah, exactly. Very close humanoids. Um, but I think one of the most realistic things about the can series. Bang the blue people. What? Ah, uh, there is, is a blue person. There is a blue person, and the, that blue person is a sex object. Um, but my my point is that in that series, the characters they all get together and they don't immediately trust each other and become friends and become a crew. They're all constantly trying to leave each other behind, fuck each other over, and just, like, jockeying to, like, get, you know, their own interests put in front. Yeah. And I find that that's why I love the series is because they they put that that sort of realistic character drama. Like, if you put a bunch of random people who don't know anything about each other, they've been forced together... They're not even from the same species or the same culture, and now they're all expected to just, yeah, get along and be on the same crew. Of course they're gonna you know, try to fuck each other over. Yeah. I mean so far it sounds like a space sitcom. Uh that's not that's not wrong, honestly. That maybe Did maybe that's why hear? I like it. Dave banged Blurgalurga last night. <laughs> What's no, up with that? <laughs> no. What's the deal with tentacles? <laughs> Why is this lady got blue skin? And then he gone. No, no. I mean, that's that's really the the extent of it. I just wanted to get your thoughts on it because, like, the expanse. Even though there was like a lot of early conflict, I feel like it gets resolved kind of easily to the point where the the crew of the Rasinante they become they become kind of tight knit very quickly in terms of screen time. Yeah, um, with the expanse. So one of the things I didn't like was that they went uh, up to the point where the detective dies. Yeah. By the way, there's going to be spoilers in this, obviously. Um, this series has been out for five years now. If you haven't seen it, fuck has off. Has it been that long? Yeah. Jeez. Uh, but but keep watching. <laughs> oh, it's a great series. The Expanse is a great series. Highly recommend. No matter what we uh, say here, Expanse, great series to watch. Watch it. Farscape, also great series. Watch it. Once that bomb had gone off with him and like, the nucleus of the genetic biobomb... Mm. After that, everything just went sideways. Like, not as in everything went wrong. I mean, you can't get much worse than that. And yeah. so they're like, sideways into, now there's a dimension bubble 
where they're just firing it to more places. We don't give yeah. a fuck about all those other places. We just give a fuck about like our universe that which that was, was already under threat. That was one of the issues that I had. I really, really loved the like the Cold War dynamic between Earth and Mars. Mm. Like that was one of my favorite things about the series was this this escalating tension between these two worlds, one who has a dream to make their world a garden world and the other one who had a garden world and they fucked it up. Well, that's the thing, like, uh, between those civilizations, there was, like, a moment where they were all at peace and happy, and then the next season came around, and they were like, we've got to have them at war again with each other. Let's have some rogue member of the military go no, fuck things up. The, the war the war made sense. Because I think that that one, like, the war between Earth and Mars had a very World War One kind of feel to it. Because in World War One, like, the whole reason that all of Europe went to war was because one guy shot one other guy, and then it just set off the giant cascade of all these alliances going like, oh, we need to do this. And that's yeah. basically what happened in this series, was it was like, you know, one thing happened, and it was what happened over uh, Ganymede and Jupiter's orbit. That happened, and that set off the whole cascade of Earth and Mars fighting each other. I, th I thought that, that was actually very realistic, the way they portrayed that. Um, but the only thing I really remember from that season where they go to the the outer go space to the alien space, world, yeah. The only thing I remember is the fucking dude at the beginning that was trying to beat the the speed record or something into it, and he just got yes, and he flattened. got flattened. I love yeah. that scene because he like the guy the guy's like doing like speed records around like doing loops around Saturn and Jupiter and his mm. his girlfriend leaves him while he's away doing these speed records to yeah. to bang his brother or something like that. Yeah, literally. And to the point where like in her breakup letter, his brother's behind her in like a thong. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit it was a bit weird. It was a bit weird. And so he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for the ring, and this is for you, baby." And she's like, "Oh, this is gonna be waiting for you." And she pushes her tits together and goes like, "When you come back." And then he fucking pounds into the fucking ring and kills himself in like two seconds. Yeah, the ship's fully intact, but he just gets. We're we're yeah. talking again. Squishy. If you've seen the Expanse, you know what we're talking about. If you haven't seen the Expanse, watch the fucking Expanse. It's a great series. Mm. Um, if you have Amazon, it's free. Watch it. Season six comes out in December. We're not sponsored by the Expanse. No. Um, but no, no. It's it's a great. It's honestly, it's a great sci-fi series. If you like character drama, it's got that. If you like hard sci-fi, it's got that. If you like, like, um, you know, even a little bit of soft sci-fi, it's got a little bit of that. If you like getting really attached to a character and then seeing him die horribly way too early, then don't, love it. Don't spoil that. I, we already said it. Alright, fine, whatever. Well, no, we were talking he about... He was the, the best thing about that fucking show and they fucking canned him. I still think... So I'm, I'm not going to say too much just to not... Well, actually, no, fuck it, I'm going to say everything. Eamon is my favorite character. But I, I think there, there's a there's a, a stereotype character that I really like. Like, I liked Arthur Shelby. So, of course, I liked, you know, Eamon Burley. Yeah, you like the, the think later, shoot first characters. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. Th- those are my favorite kind of characters. And I... Eamon, like... Like, he, he comes off at first as, like, a brutal sociopath. But he actually... Like, once you get to know him better, you realize that he's... He's a person from an extremely traumatized and fucked up past who's trying to do the right thing and just has no concept of right and wrong anymore. Ooh, I feel like that's the kind of thing that when someone comes up to you and he's like, oh, this, my friend, oh, he, I know he's punching a woman right now, but he's a really <laughs> nice guy on the inside. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, again, you can't really excuse a lot of the fucked up things that he does. But, at the same time, if you know his full backstory, you can understand why he does the fucked He's up like things that he does. like a fucking gremlin. Just, oh, sorry, just don't give him water after midnight. It's fine, it doesn't <laughs> happen. Just fucking... Oh. I'm not saying it wouldn't be in a person's best interest to shoot this guy in the head if he wasn't on your side. But, from watching a TV show... He's entertaining, and I actually was yeah. rooting for him a lot of the time. Yeah. Well, yeah, like, quite often the, the most interesting ones are the most psychopathic ones, generally. Like, well, it's be- I think that comes down to the fact that most people aren't sociopaths. Mm. And so watching somebody who... Well, exactly. That, like, that. that's where the entertainment comes from. You're watching somebody who's different from yourself. Yeah. I mean, if, the, if that weren't the case... Tokyo Ghoul. No one would watch it. It's, like, <laughs> oh, it's, it's about murderers killing each other and eating each other, like cannibalism. I'm pretty sure there aren't many cannibals on the planet, but I'm pretty sure that show is pretty popular. Can, can I, uh, actually, a little bit of an anecdote here. I, I was talking to Juan and Raymond earlier, and apparently one of their local school districts banned Squid Game costumes. Yeah. And, um, did um, you tell me that? Or was it Alessia that told me that they did it over here? It was probably Lissy that told you the day over here because I just found out about it like a little bit ago. Okay. Um, but the thing, the immediate response is like, okay, but they can still. Dr- Apparently, some kids and they did. They dressed up as like Freddy Krueger, Chucky. All that's fine. You can, you, you can dress up as like a sociopath, but don't wear a square button on your face. Let me let me read the exact response I had to Raymond because I I love this <laughs> love the way I put this. It was <clears throat> oh wait sorry I scrolled too far. Smooth. Uh, I what I what I said was like what do they think is going to happen? Is little Timmy going to put a square mask on and take out little Susie with an R eight revolver? Like. I will never understand the person who thinks that preventing somebody from seeing a piece of media is going to prevent them from doing some sort of an act. To be fair, though, I don't know what age range you're talking about, but kids should not be watching Squid Game. No, no. Oh, God, no. Like, at least, it depends on how young the kid is. I mean, we're talking about the hand mangling here, right? What? And there's, like, the hand mangling scene, and there's... Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a... viscera. I, I'm probably a really bad. I'm I'm a really bad judge on this sort of stuff because I I saw some pretty fucked up movies from a very young age. But but I think it. But again, this this is one thing that has always bothered me about this sort of thing. Um, 
because it's the school doing it. Like, it should be up to the parents. Mm. Like, my, my parents, like, they were like, okay, he's old enough to see this, and if he sees this and he has problems with it, he's going to talk to us about it, and we're going to talk to him about it. And I was fine. I, gr- I grew up, at least in my opinion, pretty well adjusted. Wait, hang on. So what were they actually? Do? So they're going into school wearing this, like they they school... weren't they weren't going into it. They the school preemptively banned any children from wearing Squid Game outfits. Any what of the them. fuck would they? Again, I don't know. Did it? Like it's the, it's the lamest. No, no, outfit. no child actually dressed up as a fucking triangle and shot anyone. Yeah, it I mean, was you just, just look like a the fucking school. Dildo. The school just decided that we're going to ban Squid Game because I guess the teachers had been watching it. I don't know. Like, again, this uh, is a fucking elementary school. Why the fuck? I mean, you could just go in and say, I'm, I'm not a Squid Game. I'm an Among Us character, actually. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's the same fucking outfit and it's not scary. I don't. No, it doesn't make any sense. It, it's a bunch of moral busybodies going like, "Oh, I need to, I need to make, I need to protect the children." Someone should go in as like an ood from Doctor Who. <laughs> then they'd be fucked up. Oh God, they're like, "Are you a Squid Game character?" No, I'm a slave. <laughs> no, I'm just a squid. <laughs> I, I am a squid. There is no games. <laughs> there are no games for the ood. <laughs> Honestly, Ooh, they were you... so fucking sinister the first episode they were in. They really were. Oh, I love that episode. The 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 demon pit the demon or the voice. devil pit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With the, the where they like tap the ball because it was blinking. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I fucking loved that episode. <sighs> I I love that episode in general. Just from the like the whole like doctor finding something that's like like people getting terrified from the the people mm. out in the middle of vacuum like possessed by the devil and stuff. Oh, fucking the rabid tentacles when they went evil. Oh my god, I I loved that episode. Sorry, back, we got back to <laughs> no, no. To talk to you back back when Doctor Who was good. We're still on media. Yeah, we're still talking about media. True, true. Um, this is this is back uh, in the David Tennant era. Um, when it was still, I I want to say it was season two of the new season of the new Doctor Who. I have no idea. It was because Rose Tyler was still there. It was still Rose no, Tyler. Uh, was it? No, no, it was. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was Martha. No, no, no. Martha wasn't there at that point. It was still Rose. I remember because uh, she had this whole dialogue thing with one of the Ood, calling them Ood or Odd. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and her accent, like, came through pretty clearly when she was doing yeah. those scenes. God, if you, earlier you were saying you're struggling to a Chav accent. Rose Tyler, Chav accent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um,. God, I just want to watch that. Um, although I did, one thing I did hear about that episode was the the first guy to turn, the evil one with the writing on his face, yeah. was Toby. It was. Yeah, his and name was Toby. I just, I just fucking hate that name. I'm sorry. For <laughs> those that it. don't, should, should I say? Like, can, yeah, can, yeah, that's can we I reveal it? The fact that Blue's actual name is Toby? It is. <laughs> But, God, I think he's I, just I feel like least, both but... of both of us have very, very like generic middle of the road names, like in reality. I think so. It's quite not many people have not many people call Toby, but it's like whenever you hear it in a oh, show, I, I know a few people named Toby. I, I know more fucking dogs called Toby than people. 
Oh, I, um, that, that, that's actually true. My, my next door yeah. neighbor had a dog named Toby. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people do. Uh, <laughs> I, whenever, whenever you're watching a show and you hear someone with the name of someone you're sitting with, you're kind of... Yeah, there's a level of awkwardness to it. It doesn't matter who, who it is that you're with. And if it's not your name, it's great. You can have a laugh at that person. Can, also, can I... Toby characters tend to be... I can't say that word on here, but... Uh, screwed over, fucked up individuals far more than others. <laughs> Go. I This has nothing to do with movies or anything like that. But So, I mean, obviously people who don't know, my, my, my real name is Matthew... Um, I was in a, I was in a, <laughs> I was in a meeting at work a few months back. There were five people in the meeting. Four of us were named Matthew. Yeah. <laughs> like, and so literally it was just like somebody go like, Hey, uh, so, uh, Matt, can you, and everyone would look up. <laughs> just like, like fucking me cats. <laughs> it's Matt like cats, but which one? <laughs> oh. oh my God. And you know what the funny thing is? Like, I actually just hired somebody. Yeah. And their name is Matt. Her name is Maddie. Oh, really? Wait, Maddie or Matty? Matty. M-A-T-T-I-E. Okay. Yeah. And is that her full name? Uh, yeah. Full first name. Oh. Maddie. I don't think I've... I, I've heard of people with that name, but I've never met anyone. I've, I've met... I've Actually, she's the second person that I've known with the full first name Maddie. Um, mm. One of my friends from high school, her younger sister was named Maddie, spelled the same way. Yeah. I think back when I was in school, many, many years ago, I think we had, one year we had we had a girl called India, a girl called Asia. Interesting. And another one as well. And <laughs> it was so fucking weird, because like... These are names you just don't generally hear. My my high school was very, very generic because it was a... My hometown was, like, half, like, Irish immigrants and half mm. Hispanic immigrants. And so they were all, like, half... First of all, pretty much everyone had Bible names. Because right, yeah. if, if it was if Hispanic and Irish, Bible names. And then there were a few random wild cards, but that was basically it. We had, like, a lot of very, very... Like, we were a very, very generic school. Except for one of, one of my best friends. Um, we used to joke, like, he, so he was Puerto Rican, right? And, you know, very light-skinned, but he had the blackest name ever. Right? His, so his first name and his middle name, Jerome Jamal. Yeah, okay, I can see where you come from. <laughs> I won't say his last name on the podcast, but 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 the, but though that was his first name and middle name, and it's just like oh. it's like really. <laughs> I got yeah, I don't know. Like he, I, I got four four names. Oh yeah, I, which I only have the, I only have two. Or one sorry. of which is the whitest name, which is Trent. <laughs> really? Yeah, love that one. <laughs> it's I've a always... bit of a Chad name though at the same time. I feel like so. We we've moved on from from talking about anything. We're we're we don't we didn't watch a movie this week, so we're just gonna kind of keep going with this this sort of stuff. So hopefully you're enjoying the free form. But um oh yeah, I've been watching trash TV. God, but I I want to say one more thing on the name front. Go and 
this is a fun story. I think I've told this story before, but I don't remember if I've told it on the podcast. And if I haven't, well, you get in a refresher. Mm. One of my friends, uh, his name was George, spelled with a J. He half Puerto Rican. And um, we had a substitute teacher in one of our classes at one point. Yeah. And uh, somebody is like, you know, reading through the list you know, of people, he doesn't know people in the list, he sees his name and goes, Jorge? And, and George just turns back to me and looks me, like, right in the eye and says this loud enough for the teacher to hear. It was a small classroom. And he goes, everyone wants to be fucking Spanish. <laughs> and just, the teacher, the teacher looked fucking mortified, but... But this was, the, like, George was that kind of guy. Like, he was just, like, he didn't give a shit who was yeah. here. He, he just, the guy was brilliant, by the way. Like, he, if he ever, like, picked something up, he would learn it like that. Yeah. Um, like, aced his calculus courses. Like, he, he decided he wanted to play drums, and he was doing, like, really high-tier, like, drum solos within, like, six months. Like, the dude was brilliant, but... He just had absolutely no fucking tolerance for bullshit. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a great dude. Yeah, anyway. I've, been, uh, I've been watching a, uh, a British comedian called Ramesh Ranganathan. Um, that is. He, he's not that sounds like a Final British. Fantasy I mean, name. That, that doesn't sound like a real person name. That sounds like a JRPG name. He's Indian, but I think he's been in. I think he's. A, I assume he's a British citizen. Anyway, yeah, it doesn't matter. And he's he made a program. I think a year or two back called the Ranga Nation. Okay. Uh, you like that name, don't you? I do. I do actually really like that name. That was that's good. I like that. It's uh, so he's he's a pretty funny guy. He tends to do some like more more like political commentary <clears throat> comedy. And yeah, he's this Indian guy with a like a. a Lazy eye, and he's he's one of these people who will make fun of himself. He'll make fun of other people. It, it's that kind of comedy. The ones those are the best kind of down to. Honestly, those yeah. are the best kind of comedians. So his program, he gets like it's it's basically a podcast. So I've actually been listening to it in the background while I do other things. Um, he has two famous people on who I don't really give a shit about, and then he has like the Ranga Nation group, which is made up of a bunch of people who have been defined by a single word or like a single phrase or something right yeah so there is like um curry anti-tech sorry i, <laughs> I was being an the, asshole god so the, anti, anti- the, the person that, that like doesn't use technology for example yeah, yeah. there's someone who just has the word privileged written across them yeah uh vegan never voted wheeler dealer all these kind of things and he's also got his mum Every week, okay, and uh, yeah, they just talk about this random crap, and it's 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 nope. interesting because they've got like people talking on there about their experiences in life. So it's it's quite a, it's quite a wide pool of people. There's like twenty, thirty people, and some of them are just you just you just think they're stupid, <laughs> but, but also they're not like trained to be on TV. But that that those are the so one of the first things that made me want to do a podcast was that yeah. 
Yeah. Like people who weren't trained to be on camera, people who weren't trained to talk about shit. Like people who just I loved watching Set as it is. Exactly. I loved watching people just talking. Just having a conversation. You remember that video I did on Father's Day? The one with me and my dad just yeah. talking about the Godfather. Godfather. Like people people actually like that video got a lot of views and people actually enjoyed watching it. Cause it was mm, just got some interesting stories and yeah it was just it was just me and my dad shooting the shit talking about a movie so i th- i think that what you're saying there that guy like he really hit on a good point like that's something that's fun to watch it's fun to listen to people want those authentic kind of conversations yeah so i'll put out like um little like vote kind of things each episode and one of them was like uh so he turned to everyone he was like okay how many of you have, uh, I don't know, pissed in the shower, I think was one of them. Mm. And a surprisingly worrying number of people put their hands up. I have. <laughs> no, but, like, see it as a normal thing. Well, the thing is, like... like if you're busting for a piss and you can't get out, then fine. Alright, but... <laughs> so, fun fun fact. Yeah. About this this particular point, and this is this is something I think might be interesting about like the way media influences people. Mm. I never did that until I was thirty two. Okay. I never pissed in the shower before. Never, not once. Right. And it was only well, it was because somebody I was I was watching something and somebody talked about pissing in the shower. I'm like, you know, why don't I? The, The drain's right there. I can aim for it, and the water's going to wash it all down. I'm the only one that lives here. Why wouldn't I? Well, what it went on to next was... Okay, go on. Do people, like, wash their legs and things? And again, a lot of people don't wash their legs. I'm like, you've just pissed in the shower. (laughs) You're not washing your... So first of all... Go on. I have what, um... Dude, can I call it male genitalia? Like, are, are, do I have to call it something different now? I, I don't cock. know. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have a tube that the urine comes out of. Yes. So, it doesn't go on my legs. Yeah, but if you're in a confined space, it's going to get some splashback. Or your no. feet. How big is your shower? It's actually pretty big. Okay. I actually have a pretty nice shower. I have like I have a big like soaking tub, so like right. there's a lot of space in there. But no, no, like th- there's no, no. I just you know, <laughs> just aim at the. T- you just you use your hand and you go like okay, <laughs> at the drain, done. No, no. This is this is an important conversation. So do, you, wait, do you not? Do you not? Do you not wash your legs then? Even if you. If no, you I, I, I I wash my. I use a loofah with soap, and I, do, I wash mm. my entire body, legs included. Yeah. But something, a new experience that I, I've only done for the last two years, I do occasionally relieve <laughs> myself in the shower. But I aim for the drain, and I do not pee on my legs. Who the fuck pees on their legs? Well, maybe it was more aimed at the... Um... The women in the crowd, maybe. Okay. All right, ladies, don't pee in the shower. <laughs> that's a privilege for us men. Just that, no, that's. Them. I'm sorry, ladies. That's for us men. Only us can pee. Uh, sorry. This topic went so badly out. <laughs> I'm sorry. I. 
I derailed it. I, I, I was the one that derailed it. I'm sorry about this. Go on, Blue. Keep going. <laughs> Blame this on me. Blue is. Where did I go from here? That's the problem. Well, clearly, what happens after they clean their legs? <laughs> but, but yeah, so, so a lot of people are saying, like, you know, they'll wash their bodies, yeah. and then soap suds and things will naturally go down their body, and so they don't need to clean their legs or their feet. That's fucking retarded. I'm sorry. <laughs> you, you have very strong opinions in both directions on this. It's great. No, no. I mean, I, I, I've worked in clean rooms. You actually have to. You want to like scrub. I actually had to like, I had to change out of my street clothes and shower before I went into clean rooms because I used to work in aseptic clean rooms. Yeah, that's like, a bit different. You, you need to clean off a lot of. But, but my point is. Yes, that sort of works, but like the whole point of scrubbing is you're cleaning off dead skin, you're cleaning off any bacteria or anything that's clinging clinging to your body. You really should scrub your. It, by that logic, you don't need to use soap at all. Just use shampoo. It's just gonna drip down your face, and you're perfectly fine. It's fucking stupid. You know, I don't. You know, my, my crotch is fine. I put shampoo on, and eventually reaches my pubes. <laughs> Yeah, let me shampoo my pubes. I'm clean. I am very sorry to anyone listening to this episode. Um, no, I'm I, I'm not sorry. Week. All of you out there, fucking wash yourself. Use soap. And pee in the shower, for fuck's sake. Peeing in the shower is fine, as long as it's your shower and you're the only one peeing in it. And you wash your legs. Don't pee on your legs. Who the fuck is peeing on their legs? I'm, I'm sorry. This is this is actually bothering me. Who the fuck pees on their legs? I think I'll have to bring up another of these Ranganation topics for next week. I think hopefully one that's less crude. Control yourself, guys. You've got a quiz to do. All right, fine. Yeah. Finish your story. You were talking about a comedian talking about something. That was it. I was just, that, that was, was it. That was, that was it. Was discussing. Oh my god. I don't. That's why, that's why we leave it. Okay. I guess we'll end it there. Um, please use soap, people out there. Like, and actually scrub your entire body. Don't just assume the soap that you scrub in your shoulders is gonna wash your crotch. Like, one actually quick thing. Okay, what is so it? So obviously because, like I said, these people don't have a, an off switch, really, because they are not used to being in front of cameras, right? Yeah, yeah. And this comedian's mother is right there. Yeah. One dude starts talking about Grinder, <laughs> <laughs> And she looks over and she's like, what's Grinder, son? And he's like, oh, don't. No, mum. No, no. <laughs> We're not going I, there. <laughs> so, um, how, how would you feel about uh, Thing for the Future? How would you feel about actually having my mom at one point on the podcast? Your mom, fine by me. <laughs> I feel like it's just gonna go great. I will feel very awkward. I'm sure you two will, but I will. <laughs> for for those that for those that don't know, my um, I I've learned my um, kind of over the top sarcastic attitude from my mother for the mm. most part. Anyway. Um, I think this is going to be where we're going to end segment two. Um, it, this very eclectic media segment. <laughs>
Anyway, end of the segment two of the Team CJ podcast. You'll hear us again momentarily for segment three. Welcome back to the Team CJ Podcast. We are on segment three, our wildcard segment. And this week, Blue has something prepared. He has had this prepared for two weeks now because he wasn't sure if we were going to do the quiz last week. And, uh, well, why don't you tell us what it is? We are back on the trial of tricks and truths. This is the one where you had me guess whether achievements were a thing in the game or weren't. Okay. And we discussed whether I could, like, expand it to quotes and shit like that, but honestly, I think achievements are more funny. Um, achievements are I more funny, but I, I I do think that you should probably expand it, too, for future growth. Yeah. I mean, eventually I'm going to run out of games. Um, <laughs> but yes, you did fucking awful last time. Uh, hey, hold on, so hold on, hold on. I, I, was, I was, like, even-ish. You got, like, two or three... No, no, I think I got a decent amount. I am going to flip back in my notebook because I believe that I actually didn't do that bad. <laughs> a couple of seconds later, never mind, let's get on never with Never mind, <laughs> I did terribly. No, I think I think I actually did pretty good. I think you're three. I feel like I did good, and I feel like in just in, in the back of your mind, you're just like, ah, oh, he's so terrible. Maybe I just hate you. <laughs> I found it. I got half of them, you jackass! Fuck off, you didn't get half of them. I got half of them! No. Anyway. Are you ready? Alright, I'm ready. Okay. Question number one. There are ten questions, remember, uh, for those at home. Yep. Uh, Question one. In golf with your friends... There is an achievement to be eaten by a gingerbread man from the practice area called Who's the Food Now? Side note, the gingerbread man is called Gingy. Or, is there an achievement for getting the golf ball into the drifting toilet on the space station called Space to Let? This is tricky, because the first one sounds like something that would actually be in the game, but the mm. second, um, but I don't think there are any achievements in the practice area, which mm. makes me think that the second one is accurate. Um, have you played the space station before? Never. No, right. I know it's there, but I've never played it. I am going to give the developer some credit, and I'm going to say it's the gingerbread one. Okay, you believe that the gingerbread man, known as Gingy, yep. is different. Well, you're correct. Hell yeah! One point. My god. Okay, Boom. yes. And regarding the space to let thing, back in my hometown, when I was very young, there was a sign up near our house that said space to let on it, and someone kept vandalizing it and putting an I between the two and let. So it's a space toilet. <laughs> and uh, that's that's why uh, that, that was there. See, okay. in my hometown they would have just kicked it over. <laughs> okay, question number two. 
In Tetris Effect, there is an achievement called Tsefi Edis Sertet, and the description reads, play in an annoying reverse dimension, but it has all of the letters back to front. Okay. Or, there is an achievement for rotating Tetris pieces a total of 10,000 times, called Spin Doctor. Oh, shit. The second one... You're good at these, because both of these sound reasonable. Mm. Um, hmm. I am going to go... The second one sounds too reasonable. I'm going to go with the first one. The one that has to do with the... You know... Reverse back to front thing. Okay, you're going with um, the Sefi Edis Certet. yeah, that one. Yes, which reads Tetris slide effect. But reversed. Yeah. Uh, two for two. Hell yeah! Bam. You, uh, you see, one. I. I... I, I was really, really tempted to go with the second one. I felt like the second one was right. And I'm like, that's too reasonable. Yeah. It's too well, reasonable. The first one, like, felt felt wrong. And so it was so right. There is not an achievement for rotating a te Tetris pieces a total of 10,000 times. But there is one for rotating one... Uh, not for rotating Tetris pieces a 100,000 times. Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, called Spin Artist. So I was edging the truth there a little bit. Uh, but man, you saw through it. Two points. Thank you. One you're going to be proud of me for, I think, in the coming up next. In Pathfinder Wrath of the Righteous, there is an achievement for getting a spirit to fall in love with you called You Ain't Never Had a Friend Like Me. <laughs> or... There is an achievement called Get the Toad, where you get the toad. Oh god, this is actually difficult, because I I haven't gotten to a point where I've gotten either of these achievements. The reason Blue's saying that I'd be proud of him is this is a game that I picked up recently and have already dumped like 20 hours in, and I'm barely... And I have never played... It's it's a very <laughs> pen and paper RPG kind of video game. Um, I'm I'm really really not sure. I want it to be the first one, but I'm going to choose the second one. I'm going to say get the toad. You're saying that the achievement for catching a toad is called get the toad. It's called get the toad. He's on fire. That's three out of three. Yes! <laughs> Jesus, I thought I had you so good at that one. No, you did. I, I actually thought it was the other one, but I was like, my, my, my gut told me to choose the toad. Shit. I, I, I followed my gut. Well, I can't t say you're doing shit this time. Alright, come okay. on. Next one. Question number four. In Tabletop Simulator... There is an achievement for using the line tool with seven other players to create a light show, 
the achievement is called Laser Light Show. Mm-hmm. Or, there is an achievement called Checkmate for winning each of the classic board games at least once against different players. Oh, fuck, this is... This is... I don't know. <sighs> Alright. Mm. This is the first one that I actually... I'm going in blind on. Like, the yeah. other ones I at mean, least... I mean, you played a lot of it. I have, but... I've never read the achievements. In the same mm. way that I have played... Quite a few games before... And never looked at the instruction book. I actually, yeah. when I was home, like a year ago, uh, I was going through like some old stuff that I had in my my old bedroom, and I found a bunch of instruction books to a bunch of N sixty four games. I'd never opened them. They were in mint condition because I never touched them. Except, gonna... I mean, too fair. If there there is one game that you've looked at the achievements for, and that's the um, uh, Into the Breach. Well, yeah, because I, I 100%ed that one. Yeah, and so right. I have not chosen any from that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I would have known them. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to go with the latter. Okay, so do you want me to read them out again? Yep. It's for, for the people listening. Yep. There's an achievement for using the line tool with seven other players to create a light show called the achievement... The achievement is called Laser Light Show. Or well, the second one is called Checkmate for winning each of the classic board games at least once against different players. Yeah, and I'm going with the second one, winning uh, a board game uh, with the classic board games against other players. Okay. Combo Breaker. He has Shit. been defeated. Shit! Yes, uh, there is literally no way of the game checking whether you've won a game of chess, mate. God damn. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I probably should figure that. But I knew they had all these other basic games in there. I figured mm. they'd have an achievement for them. There was all a right. classic tab, and that's what I remembered. Right, the, the, top, the, the one that's real is so fucking dumb. <laughs> like, who, who the fuck does that? All right, three to one. Uh, it is. Uh, bam. Okay, moving on to uh, one that most people will have heard about. In The right. Witcher 3, Wild Hunt... Okay. There is an achievement for beating a talking horse in a game of Gwent called Hark Not to the Naysayers. <laughs> I love that. Or, there is an achievement for making ten opponents bleed while poisoned and burning simultaneously. As in, the effects simultaneously, not the ten targets at once. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and the achievement is called Overkill. Oh, this is tricky. Um, I don't have either of these achievements in the game, I, even though I've played the game quite a bit. You have. You don't have that many achievements at all, and it's surprising. I, I don't, because when I played through the game, I wasn't, like, achievement hunting. I was just, like, playing through for the story. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with... Eth at risk, and I, I feel like this isn't right, but I'm going to go with the the latter, the one where you know while you're afflicted, with, poisoned, and burning. Yeah, yeah, going to take out people. 
it would be ridiculous if there was a talking horse. There is a talking horse in the game. Oh, is there? There is. Okay. But go on. So you think it's overkill? I think it's overkill. Correct. Sure. There, the thing is, like, there actually is a talking horse in the game. I didn't know that. I just made that shit up. <laughs> no. So there, there's a talking horse in the game. Spoiler alert for anyone who doesn't know. There's a talking horse yeah. in the game. And by the way, if you've met the talking horse, you've fucked up your save. So don't go that way. Okay. Also, I like the, the achievement name I gave it. Hark not to the naysayers. I was... Honestly, I was... I was partially convinced because I... I was really feeling like that might be it because there mm. is that in the game. There is something similar to what you're talking about. There's a lot of weird shit in there. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. I mean, how would the horse hold the Gwent cards anyway? <laughs> right, 4-1. Right. Fucking smashing it. Uh, yeah, I keep it up. In Fallout 4... There is an achievement for ordering your companion to attack an enemy holding a Fat Man Warhead Launcher called Fetch. Okay. Or, <clears throat> or there is an achievement called Home Run for scoring a home run. They're both pretty dumb. They're both pretty dumb, but I think I know this one. You do? It, it's been four years since I've played Fallout 4, like, since mm. I beat it, but I'm pretty sure I remember this one. I, I'm going to say the home run one. Okay, you think there is an achievement for scoring a home run? Yeah, because, and the reason I, I, I think this, and the reason that I, I'm, I'm confident in this one, is that a huge chunk of the game is set in the baseball stadium um, in Boston, the Yankees right. or Yankee Stadium. No, in <laughs> in fucking Fenway, um, and Fenway is called a uh, Diamond City in Fallout Four. And so I think they left the bases down in the city, and if you run right. around them, you, you'll get the the uh, home run achievement. So I'm I'm pretty sure that's it. So I'm gonna say home run. On the other side, though, there is the the primary main companion is a dog. I never took the dog with me. Oh, really? Yeah, I always took the women with me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so, uh, you take home run. Is that right? You're correct. Yeah, baby! Shit. Alright, I've got at least half of them right. My goodness. In Factorio... There is an achievement for winning the game by crafting no more than 111 items. The achievement is called Lazy Bastard. <laughs> or, there is an achievement for completing the game without killing any enemies called The Pacifier. Oh, this is tricky. I don't know if you can complete the game without crafting <sighs> if only because I think that it's easier not to kill enemies than it is to craft 
a limited number of items. I'm going to say the pacifier one. You think pacifier is real? So you don't think lazy bastard is real? I, I want... To, to be fair, I want lazy bastard to be real. I want there to be that achievement. I want you to like finish the game and just go like, hey, fuck you. Okay. So this is question seven, and you are incorrect. Fuck! Really? Lazy Bastard is real! Lazy Bastard is real. Oh my god. Um, yeah, 111 items. Yikes. I didn't even know that was... A... I feel like there's way too many items for that. Okay. Well, but you don't need to... The only thing you need to build is factories. In fact, no, you could even make a factory factory. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can I can see that. Mm. But I don't think it... Because, I mean, there's nothing that purifies the air, so enemies will always attack you. Unless you've got mods. Yeah. It, it's making sense now that you're explaining it to me, but... Yeah. <laughs> I it, thought it was going to be an easy one. I was like, whew. It was the fact that the, like, the moment I saw the achievement was called Lazy Bastard, I was like, I have to have this. This is a fucking win. Uh, well, and I still can't get... That was a good one. Alright, next. Yeah. Okay, question number eight. In Stardew Valley, there is an achievement called Foxy for catching the mysterious stranger red-handed. Or, there is an achievement called Full House for getting married and having two kids. Sorry, you cut out there. Married and what? There is an achievement called Full House for getting married and having two kids. Full House. You think Full House is... I think is, Full House. I think, um... Yeah, I think Stardew Valley is wholesome enough to have an achievement for that. You think it's wholesome enough for you to have sex with characters in-game? Uh... Yes. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know you could have kids. Yeah, no, I mean you could have, you can have, um, well, you can have, simple, uh, what's it? You can have uh, husband, wife. <laughs> what, what are you going for right now? Spouses. <laughs> I, I couldn't, re couldn't remember the word spouse. spouse. Yeah, I, I, I knew you could like go out with people and stuff. I didn't know you could have kids with. Um. So. You think that's a real one? Yeah. Right? Wrong? It is. Hell yeah! I was like, oh, I, I thought by putting in Stranger red-handed with the word... You Foxy, were, like, I, 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 I wasn't nearly as confident as I seemed. I, I was okay. thinking, like, oh, can you, though? Have they added a new character? Yeah, I, 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 I was definitely not sure, but mm. I stuck to my guns. There you go. I was going to put one in which was going to be like, uh, get max relationship with everyone in the town. But I was like, I don't know if that's possible, and Kaiser would probably know about that because he's played it more than me. Yeah, that that would have been obvious. Mm. Yeah. Okay, two to go. In Hades, there is an achievement for finding and equipping your father's original weapon. The achievement is called Like Father, Like Son. Okay. Or, there is an achievement for earning a loyalty card 
which is called Tachyron's Credit. Also, how do you spell, how do you pronounce, or Sharon, or... Chiron is the way I'd pronounce Chiron. it. Yeah, okay, cool. Ooh, this is tricky. I don't have either of these, and I played the game quite a bit. Um, I like how you're saying you don't have either of them when one of them is not real. <laughs> well, I mean, my my point is, like, if I had one of them, it would be obvious. I'm like, oh, right. yeah, obviously I don't. Typically, I do aim for ones that you don't have. Yeah, I, I'm going to actually go with the latter, the Chiron's Credit. And the reason I'm going with that one is I feel like, like Chiron's a character that you meet throughout the game. And I feel like he might have some kind of a weapon you could unlock and use. A weapon you could unlock and use? What? Yeah, yeah. A loyalty card is what you get from him. Yeah, yeah I'm just saying, like, I feel like there might be something he gives you, you know, from going to him. Okay. So, you don't think you find your father's weapon? You might, but I, I, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing. So, I'm saying Chiron. It's a lucky guess. You got it right. <laughs> sure, fuck yeah! Bam! And on to the final question of tonight. God, I've, I'm actually, ten. damn. This I'm, is the best you've ever done. Yeah, I, I'm five. Yeah, I, I've only missed two of them. Yeah. Alright, let's see it. Step it up. Let's see okay. if I can do it. In Faster Than Light, yep. there is an achievement for destroying every ship you come across and winning the game Okay. called Lord of War. Or, there is an achievement for reaching Sexter... Sexter... Sector 5, without firing a single shot, using an offensive drone, or teleporting, which is called coming in for my pacifism run. Fuck. I actually am having a hard time with this one. So, destroying every ship you come across and winning... Or getting to Sector 5 without firing a shot, using an offensive drone, or teleporting. I'm going to go with the latter. You think that the pacifism one is the real achievement? I think the pacifism one is the real achievement. Okay. You got it right! Hell! Fucking yeah! All right. Oh my god! Oh my god! Eight out of ten. Jeez. I would like to say when I wrote this quiz, this is the same week that we watched Lord of War. Oh yeah. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> a little bit of a little bit of gun. Then if you picked up on that. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Holy crap! What was that? Eight out of ten. It was eight out of ten. Yeah, I only missed Jesus. two of them. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god! Like normally, like oh. Last time, last time I, I looked back, I was five for five. It was dead even last time. Mm. Um, this time, yeah. Eight. I holy shit! I stepped up my game. Bam. Oh my god! All right. Well, uh, anything you want to say to end off the podcast? Any final words? Any final thoughts? Uh, it's been a short one this week. But uh, honestly, it's probably been one of the more fun. Are you just checking the time? 
No, I'm not. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, honestly, I think this has been one of our better podcasts recently. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, sometimes we go on long, but I mean, if we go on long because we have a lot to talk about, great. But if we, mm. we go to... Short and sweet. Like, we set things to a, like an hour and a half. Like, that's our target. Mm. And if we're doing an hour and a half and everything we had to talk about fits into that hour and a half, hell yeah. Um, anything we're aiming for next week? Uh, yeah. Oh, God. Next week. Fun things. Um, so, a few things. One, uh, we are going to be going into... Oh, our next uh, book review. Oh, which book? Do you hear that? I'm sorry. <laughs> a, I don't think so, no. There, there's a bird. Oh, I heard there's, a, there's a bird fighting with a dog out my window. Ooh. Like, not... Anyway. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, no, yeah, no. Book. Uh, so there's a book I've been reading through called... Um, it's called uh, Going Home. Dog Fighting with Birds. God damn it. <laughs> No, there's a book I've been reading through called Going Home, and it's basically like a book uh, about in the the eastern U.S. if like everything went out, like immediately if there was an EMP and like all electronics went out, Uh, and it was like it's about this guy like trying to get home, and I'm I'm just finishing up the book, so I like I feel like that's something that I would I'm going to be talking about next week. Um, that does sound pretty good. Also, segment two, Phantom of the Opera. We are going to find time to talk about that. Um, and topics topics are going to be whatever the fuck we feel like. Because yeah. that's what they always are. Um, well, that's normally book review, isn't it, in segment three? Uh, what? Who knows? What? No, no. Don't we normally Phantom... review books in segment three? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the book, the book is going to be segment three. I was working my way back. So, book oh, okay, is segment right, yeah. three. Fan of the Opera is segment two, and then... Yeah, we never know what we're going to do for segment one. <laughs> <laughs> segment one is just, you know, funsies. Let's go. Yeah. I and mean, maybe, like actually, honestly, like maybe it's... in maybe in segment one we'll talk about the topic that I wanted to talk about this week. True. Um, the topic... We'll we don't forget. By the way, just... No, no, uh, let me mention it right now, just for an idea. It's the concept of the, um, the somewheres versus the everywheres. The people who can, like, basically function anywhere in the world based on their career, or people who can, like, they really are linked to a very specific place. (coughs) That was a weird sneeze. That was a very big sneeze. I apologize. (laughs) It doesn't matter. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. This is going to be the end of, uh, not even segment episode 66 of the tmcj podcast thank you all for listening and you will hear us again next week